Welcome to the Mastering Blood Sugar Podcast. This is episode number 21, The Coach's Corner with the Diabetes Coach. My name is Dr. Brian Mole, the Diabetes Coach, certified and master licensed diabetes educator and IFM certified functional medicine practitioner. Each week on the Mastering Blood Sugar podcast, I bring you an inspiring health or lifestyle expert to help you learn to boost your metabolism, lose weight, and master your blood sugar with natural drug-free strategies. Thanks for being here with me today, and let's get started. All right. Hello, hello. It's Dr. Brian Mole, the Diabetes Coach, back with another episode of The Coach's Corner with the Diabetes Coach. And today's topic is the problem with snacking. And oh, do we have a big problem with snacking in the world right now. People eat way too often. They eat foods that they just don't need to be eating. And the recommendations coming from conventional doctors and dietitians is very confusing. Sometimes we hear, oh, you need to eat five or six times a day to keep your blood sugar up, to keep it from dropping too low, or to make sure that you're able to manage your medications properly. And that just leads to people eating a bunch of junk in between meals, and they're eating too much and too often. So I'm here to tell you today that that advice is dead wrong. And I want to encourage you today not to snack, or at least if you're going to snack, to do it in the right way. So what I'm going to do with you today is I'm going to share a call that I recently did with my private clients in my Mastering Blood Sugar program. I'm going to take you behind the curtain. You can listen to this. Now, I do a full Q&A after these calls. I'm not going to give you the Q&A, but I'm going to give you the lesson that I shared with my private clients on snacking. So I hope you enjoy that. When you get done listening, I'll have a few messages for you as well. So please enjoy this message on the problem with snacking. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our weekly group coaching call for the Mastering Blood Sugar program. It's Dr. Brian Mole, the diabetes coach, and very happy to be with you as always on this lovely Tuesday for our group call. And today's topic is going to be to snack or not to snack. We're going to talk all about snacking and blood sugar health. So let's dive in and get started here today. Uh, So the topic, as I've mentioned, welcome everybody. First of all, I hear a lot of people streaming on. We have Indianapolis, Westchester, New York, La Crosse, Wisconsin, California, 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 uh, Morgantown, West Virginia, uh, Denton, Texas, Denver, Colorado, and others. So welcome, everybody. Great to have you guys all on the call here today. So uh, should we snack? Let's start with that. So here's um, we'll, we'll put a little bit of uh, background around this concept and, and uh, look at the mainstream sort of conventional dietary recommendations for diabetes, and even mainstream uh, non-specialized uh, uh, situations, so people who just, you know, 
sort of general recommendations. So with type 2 diabetes specifically, the issue the, or the, the general recommendation from conventional doctors and diabe uh, diabetes educators and dietitians is to uh, eat every three hours or so. Um, so why do they tell you to do that? Let's look at the rationale. The main reason, the main reason, there's two reasons, but the main reason is they assume you're going to be taking medication and they don't want your blood sugar to go too low. So if you're taking medication and you don't eat, the fear is that your blood sugar is going to drop too low and you're going to have a hypoglycemic episode. So they don't want that to happen, so better to eat more often. And uh, if you ask, well, what if it raises my blood sugar? They say, well, it's better to have a little high than a little low. Or they'll say, well, just, you know, take a little bit more insulin. Or, well, make sure you're taking your medication or we can add another medication. So the answers don't make a whole lot of sense. They're not very good. And honestly, the rationale for eating frequently to prevent your blood sugar from dropping too low from the medication doesn't make a whole lot of sense either. I mean, it makes sense in that context, but in the larger context of trying to eliminate diabetes or fix your blood sugar, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Now, the other reason they'll tell people to eat frequently, and this would include you know, gen the general population, is they assume that most people are sugar burners because that's, you know, what most of the population is. So in other words, they're eating moderate to high carbohydrate diets and uh, therefore they need to constantly be replenishing their carbohydrate supply. So how does this work? Well, your liver stores glycogen, your muscles store glycogen, but not a whole lot. Glycogen is long chains of glucose. So uh, your muscle glycogen is used for muscle metabolism. Your liver glycogen is dripped out over the course of the day when you're not eating uh, to keep your blood sugar up. So uh, you have a limited supply of glycogen in your liver. So as your liver starts to drip that out, uh, the general idea is, well, the brain needs glucose to function. And uh, we don't want the blood sugar, we don't want the glycogen stores to get too low, so let's make sure we replenish those every three hours with a good burst of carbohydrates, sugars, and, and other carbohydrate foods. So that's the rationale. Um, do I agree with that? Absolutely 100% not, because it doesn't fix diabetes. What happens is every time you eat, you get a surge of insulin because insulin responds to incoming fuel. And every time you get a surge of insulin, you down-regulate your insulin receptors, you become more insulin-resistant, and uh, you end up with high circulating levels of insulin, which leads to inflammation, fat storage, and other problems. So... Uh, if you never go more than a few hours between meals, except for when you sleep, then you're riding high levels of insulin over the course of the entire day. And you're never going to make any progress in reversing diabetes, fixing insulin resistance, fixing your blood sugar. So 
what we want to do is long periods of time between meals and give our uh, give ourselves time to uh, allow our blood sugar to come down to allow our insulin levels to come down and allow us to become more insulin sensitive. You also upregulate fat burning, mitochondrial function will get more active, and your body will naturally have more energy because you'll get a nice steady release of adrenaline when you're not eating So, and growth hormone. So we want to go long stretches of time between meals. So during the day, that's usually at least four to five hours, uh, maybe longer. So what happens if you were to put a little bit of food in between two meals? Let's say you ate lunch at noon and you were done by one. You're going to eat dinner at, I don't know, let's say six. So you'd have five hours. But let's say it's 2.30 or 3 o'clock. You decide, oh, I think I'm going to have uh, a couple ounces of almonds or I'm going to have an apple or I'm going to have celery sticks with peanut butter, almond butter. You know, we're we're, we're saying healthy snacks. Or even worse, let's say I'm going to have a bag of potato chips or pretzels or something like that. I know none of you are doing that, but, you know. So uh, what happens when you do that is you get a surge of insulin. You move from the fasted state to the fed state. You start... um, uh, you stop burning stored fat and you start metabolizing the fuel in the food that you're eating. You restore your glycogen stores in the liver. You take any extra energy that you don't need at the time. You pack that into your fat cells. So you you stop the um, exit. You block the exit door to the fat cells. You open the enter door to the fat cells and you start storing more fat. Uh, You also, because of the elevation in insulin levels, you stop production of ketones um, and uh, you uh, down-regulate insulin sensitivity. Okay, so all that happens when you eat um, normally, but every time you eat. So if you were to throw a snack in between two meals, that's what's happening. So... Needless to say, I do not recommend between-meal snacks, except, 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 except if you are having low blood sugar. So if your blood sugar is dropping and you need to eat something, eat something. But then we need to figure out why your blood sugar is dropping, not just continue to do that. And the other exception is if you are doing very intensive, long-term exercise. If you're going for like a 20-mile run or a 50-mile bike ride and uh, you're going to really deplete all your muscle or all your uh, liver glycogen and you're going to tax your muscle glycogen stores, then uh, maybe it makes sense to have a little bit of food in there as a training Uh, recharge. Other than that, there's really no reason to eat between meals. Now, what about snacks in general? So let's say you're not going to eat between 8 a.m. and 6 p.m. Is it okay to have a quote-unquote snack as a meal or instead of a meal? 
So this is where we have to kind of define what I mean by snacks. So some people look at it as a snack as a something you eat between meals. And if that's the case, then I do not recommend snacking, period, except for those two exceptions that I just went over with you. Some people define snacks by the food. So, for example, a beef stick or a bag of turkey jerky or a or some celery sticks with almond butter or a hard-boiled egg, they'll look at that as a snack, no matter when they eat it or how they eat it. So if that's the case, if you're defining snacks based on the type of food, well, then I'm okay with snacking um, or I'm okay with eating snack those types of healthy snack foods so long as you eat them at the right time. So the right time would be to do them as a meal. So let's say you're busy, you're working all day, or you're traveling, and you don't have time to sit down for a meal. You don't have time to sit down for a steak or uh, a chicken breast with broccoli plate. And you're on an airplane, and the only thing you got is a bag of almonds and a bag of healthy turkey jerky. Well, I'm totally fine with that. You make that your lunch or your dinner or your meal, and there's nothing wrong with that. I wouldn't do it every meal, but you could certainly do that on occasion. Get a bag of kale chips and have some kale chips and some healthy turkey jerky, and that could be your meal, right? No problem. So if that's what we're looking at as a snack, that's totally fine as long as it's a meal. Okay, and at a meal time. Uh, the other way you could have a snack food would be at the tail end of a meal. So let's say a bowl of blueberries for you is a snack, like a quarter cup or half cup of mixed berries is a snack. Well, if you want to do that at the end of your meal and you haven't you know, had really any other significant carbohydrates in that meal, totally fine. Have the berries throw a blob of uh, schlag or homemade uh, whipped cream made with some, made without sugar or with some swerve, totally fine if you want to do that. That would be, that would be good. That would be a good way to do a quote-unquote snack if you want a snack. Or let's say you have your smoothie in the morning and you're still hungry and you decide to have a hard-boiled egg at the same time, get a little bit of extra protein. Totally fine. Do it within the hour. So we try to keep our eating windows to a one-hour eating window. As long as you're doing that, that's no problem at all with that because you're still going to have plenty of time for your insulin levels to drop, for you to get out of the fed state, back into a fasted state for at least a little while, improve your insulin sensitivity, burn some fat, burn up some stored glycogen in your liver, and upregulate your mitochondria and your insulin sensitivity. That's what happens when you're in the fasted state, and, uh, and as long as you're getting into that fasted state for a little while, you're, you're doing a good job. So uh, that's when we recommend snacking and when I do not recommend snacking. Now, what about nighttime eating? You know, maybe, it's, maybe you know better, but it's a habit. Right? So you have dinner, 
and an hour later you want to eat something else. But we talked last week about your relationship to food, and that's where this comes in. Ask yourself why you're hungry, why you want to eat, if you're actually hungry, and what you're actually hungry for, right? So uh, remember we said last week, make yourself a big bowl of spinach, raw spinach, and munch on that. And if that does the trick, then you knew that you then you know that you were actually a little bit hungry still. And if that's what you need to do, that's okay. And then next time for dinner, have a little bit more food. It's best to get all your food within one hour. Okay, so try to do that. If not, if you find you're still hungry, you know, an hour, two hours later, pour yourself a big bowl of spinach, have that, and see what happens. Now, if you know you're not hungry, but you still want to eat, so let's say you ate an hour ago or two hours ago and you want to snack on something and you don't want spinach, you want whatever, uh spoonful of ice cream or a bowl of nuts or whatever that thing is that you want. And you know you're not really hungry per se. You just want to eat. It's a habit, right? You just want a snack because you're bored or you're stressed or you just have a taste for something, right? That's 90% of the time that's what's going on. So let's say that's the case. Well, what we want to do is we want to override that feeling because it's just a feeling, okay? It's the same feeling you get when you want to buy a new dress or you want to buy a new tie or you want to buy a new car or you want to go on a vacation that you can't afford or you want to, I don't know, whatever else you want to do that is like sort of hedonistic, uh, desire to go do something fun or have some fun or distract yourself. It's the same type of feeling, right? So so what you're going to do is you're going to uh, recognize what it is and then you're going to uh, use some strategies to avoid doing that. Now, this is a habit and habits need to be bad habits, need to be broken, so don't expect yourself to break it overnight. We'll do a call on habit breaking soon, but there's three types of habits, physical, chemical, and emotional habits or addictions. A lot of these are physical, which means they're very, very strong, but they're very short-lived. So if you can avoid giving in to that physical addiction or habit for three to four days, maybe a week, you'll break it, okay? You'll stop doing it. It'll go away. It'll fade. It'll get easier. Some strategies you can use to break that habit are get yourself busy. Go for a walk. Get into a conversation. Call a friend. Listen to a podcast. Do a jigsaw puzzle. Read a book have some hot tea, something like that to distract yourself. If you distract yourself, it gets easier. Usually the physical craving will fade within about 20 minutes. Maybe maybe it doesn't go away completely, but it'll fade. So get yourself busy for 20, 30 minutes. If you need to, go to sleep, lay in bed, do something like that. 
to break the habit. And remember, three to four days, maybe a week max, you'll break the physical craving. Now, chemical, psychological cravings can take longer to break, but they're weaker. So uh, usually you can override those with your own willpower. So that's the key. So identify what it is. You know, if you want a snack, are you really hungry? And by the way, chances are if you ate within two hours before that, you're probably not hungry. You're probably not hungry. But if you are, have a big, you know, pour yourself a big giant bowl of spinach and start munching on raw spinach with nothing on it. Don't put any salt. Don't put any oil. Don't put any vinegar. Just eat the raw spinach. Why do we do that? Because uh, if you do that, if you eat a big bowl of raw spinach, it's very nutrient-dense, it's uh, very, uh, doesn't have a lot of energy, so you're not going to get a lot of calories from it, but what you're getting there is a lot of nutrition, and you're getting a lot of fiber, so if you were actually hungry, that'll satisfy you. So it's a good test. If you just, if you look at the spinach and don't want to eat it, or if you eat the spinach sort of begrudgingly and you're like, okay, I still want those nuts, well, then you, you're not hungry. You just want to eat something, right? You're, you're bored. You're uh, looking for some sort of stimulation. Uh, you have a you know, taste or craving for something or an addiction. So at least at that point you know you're not hungry, Right? Because if you put, trust me, if you put a bowl of spinach in front of a starving man or woman that hasn't eaten in a month, they're going to rip through that spinach very quickly. Okay? So if you don't want the spinach or that doesn't do the trick, you just weren't really hungry. And then you can start to deal with the actual problem. What am I, what do I think, you know, what is it that I'm actually hungry for? And with snacks, a lot of times that's the case. So we talked about that last week. Go back and listen to it if you need to. So that's how we look at snacking, okay? If you're going to do, don't do any, you know, mid-meal snacks unless you're, you know, doing some sort of elite, uh, you know, hardcore, intensive, long exercise. Or if you're dealing with low blood sugar and you just have to put something in your body, that's fine. But yeah, other than that, don't do mid-meal snacks. If you want to have a quote-unquote snack at mealtime because you're traveling or you're busy or you're working or you just don't have access to any good food or any, you know, meals, <clears throat> that's fine. Um, or if you want to tack on a quote-unquote snack, like some mixed berries or hard-boiled egg to the end of a meal, that would be fine too. Follow that one-hour rule. <clears throat> Try to follow a one-hour eating window whenever possible. And remember, the purpose is we want to get out of the fed state into the fasted state, allow our insulin levels to fall, start to burn through some stored glycogen in the liver, start to burn some stored fat in the liver, pancreas, viscera, muscles, and adipocytes, and help to upregulate mitochondrial function and insulin sensitivity.
All right. So that was my message on the problem with snacking that I shared with some of my private clients in my Mastering Blood Sugar program the other day. I hope you enjoyed listening to that, getting a little sneak peek behind the scenes look at some of the information I share with my private clients on a weekly basis. If you like this podcast, the Mastering Blood Sugar podcast, I'm just going to ask that you share it with some friends or family members that maybe need to hear this message. Email them, put a link to the podcast in, let them know what it's about and share it so that they can learn and get the benefits of following this information as well. And again, if you like it, I would love if you could give me a five-star review over at our iTunes page. Just go to iTunes podcast, look up Mastering Blood Sugar podcast and under ratings, just mark five stars and put a comment there. If I read your comment on our interview podcast, which we do once a week, we're going to send you a copy of the best of the diabetes summit on flash drive as a special thank you and lastly make sure you subscribe to the podcast on itunes or google play or wherever you listen to the podcast so you get all the updates when i release new episodes which we do several times per week if you want to see show notes for our interview episodes and get the transcripts of those, just go to drmole.com, click on the podcast link at the top of the page, and you can look through the podcast and actually download the transcripts all the interview podcasts that I've done. So that's all there for you over at drmole.com. As always, guys, I appreciate you listening. This is Dr. Brian Mole, the Diabetes Coach, with another episode of The Coach's Corner with the Diabetes Coach. And I'll see you back next time with another episode. Mm-hmm.